Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello and welcome to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we have another Chakra Chat today and I am talking to the beautifully named Fallon Morningstar. Now Fallon is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and she is so interesting about how nutrition affects our energy, our health, our nervous system and how what we put in our bodies is so fundamentally important. Now, she includes meditations and energy work alongside a more scientific approach to bodily nutrition, which I absolutely loved. And we delve into subjects as broad as the diet industry, hormones, epigenetics, and how to nourish our bodies in the most mindful way. So I think there's a lot of value in this conversation, a lot of value in elevating our understanding of our environmental um, impact, the environmental impact of what we put in our bodies and what our bodies are subjected to. And I think her practice of the functional diagnostic um, nutrition is really a valuable one in terms of getting into a place where perhaps the traditional medical um, world doesn't go um, in terms of really looking at the impact that what we put in our bodies has on us. So I hope you find this really interesting. I love chatting with Fallon. And so here we are. Enjoy. Okay, welcome everybody to the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. Today I am talking to the most beautifully named person I think I've ever met, Fallon Morningstar. And Fallon is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Have I said that right? Yes. <laughs> welcome, Fallon. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited yeah. to have this conversation. Yeah, no, me too, because I think that... Um, uh, I will. Uh, first of all, I just want to find out, just give us a brief outline of what functional diagnostic nutrition is. Um, nutrition. Uh, yeah. Just give, give us an idea of what it is, first of all, and then we can go from there. Yeah, would love to. 
So functional diagnostic nutrition is really a certification that I received last year. And it is a self-paced, fully remote certification that really incorporates what health actually means. It's more of a alternative health concept of addressing the entire body, like every cell, tissue, and organ as a whole system, as well as it incorporates functional lab testing. So if a client comes my way and has symptoms that she is presenting, I will use the testing as a support, really, to help create a protocol so we can address diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. So it's a really beautiful way to feel validated for these concerns. If you felt like, you know, they've been unanswered for a while and you just can't seem to find the missing pieces. And, you know, we're not doctors. We are simply, we are practitioners, we're coaches. And so we don't diagnose or treat anything. And we take a holistic approach to the protocols. Okay. So when you, when you do all these, the diagnostics, which are, um, you know, I don't know, you can give me some examples of what they are, um, but presumably they're things like blood tests and, and so on. What, uh, who, who is um, actually uh, analyzing that and what information are you taking from that that's going to help you to work out finding a balance for somebody? Lovely question. So when we order tests, it's through our medical director program that has doctors licensed behind the company. And that's why we're able to order these tests. So once I order it through our specific website, it gets drop shipped to the client's home. And depending on what test it is, you know, if it is saliva collection, if it is a, a dried urine or dried blood spot, maybe it's a stool sample, um, it could be a blood draw that I would help the client find a phlebotomist, and then it gets shimp- simply shipped through FedEx or UPS. And after it gets to the lab, I, as a practitioner, receive the results. Depending on the complexity of the test, I will actually go over the test with a clinical advisor um, just to get more eyeballs on it of someone that's looked at thousands and thousands of, yeah. of labs. And um, after that, the, then the protocol is really combined with the results and the client's symptoms. So it's not like we're treating the test. We're looking at, okay, this bacteria showed up, kind of what are some of the symptoms that the client might be experiencing? Because maybe they're asymptomatic for that. Like, so it's a really intuitive kind of detective work that we work together with the client. It sounds fascinating. It's um, and I I think what I find interesting about it is that it's a very um holistic feeling thing, and you're looking at everything. I know from the from the very basic amount of research that I've done, you're looking at environmental factors, stress factors, sleep, nutrition, exercise. Like there's, every, you're taking a whole person, not just the achy whatever it is, you know, all that. Right. And, you know, that's so true. And I'm glad that you got that from the the research that you've done, because people go to their gastroenterologist for digestive issues. They might go to their psychiatrist for mental health issues. And all of that's fine. 
But if there's no connection between, say, the gut and the brain, I mean, I think we're missing the point of how we can actually heal ourselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, this is this is where I'm so passionate about the the chakras as a system of of self diagnosis, if you like, and in terms of not only physical but emotional terms, because of course the gut affects everything. You know, the, the your mental state affects your foot. You know, and how you feel like everything is so connected, um, and understanding where the emotional baggage that you give yourself lands within your body, you know, that can be something that you can take on board in an awareness, but then to be able to actually put it right for yourself, you know, what you're offering is not just, um, you know, oh, now you understand that you've got, you know, um, ulcers because you're stressed, you know, but you're, but you're giving them a a really kind of full on a full uh, sort of, solution i suppose um and i'm and i'm interested to know what the um you know the gut gut health is one thing that i'm really that i think is really important and it seems that there's a lot more coming out recently about how um our gut health affects our mental health do you find a- yeah i would love to provide an example that i think could really exemplify how connected these two things are yeah. So if we're doing a stool test, let's say one of that bacteria that comes up is called Helicobacter pylori. Um, and that is a bacteria that really feeds on our stomach acid. And we know that we need stomach acid to be able to break things down that we eat and then to absorb. So if we have this bacteria and it's kind of proliferated in our intestines and in our stomach, then we're not able to break down, say, the animal proteins that we eat. And if we can't break that down, because protein breaks down into polypeptides, which breaks down into amino acids, and those create our neurotransmitters. So if we're having anxiety, because maybe we're just not chemically creating these balance, this balance of neurotransmitters, then if if we have that H. pylori in our system, then there's a really a direct link between, okay, well, that might be because we're not able to create the neurotransmitters to help us feel calm, to help us feel balanced and grounded. Does that example kind of, you know, paint a good picture of... Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. that because... You know, it's I think it's all very well having the sort of energetic um, mindset about things. But when you can actually back that up with science, with, um, you know, words that I can't spell and things like that, (laughs) it just makes it feel, you know, it no, it's really helpful. I think it's, you know, it's fascinating because the body is the most incredible machine. And the, 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 you know, the, the chemical reactions that go on within us and the things that we produce in order to process our food, et cetera, are so mind-bogglingly um, fascinating and complex. So to understand that, you know, it's all very well saying the mind and the gut are connected, but actually that gives a really, yeah, I like that a lot, Valen. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. great. And um, so I think you've given us a really lovely idea of, you know, what this functional diagnostic nutrition is. And 
I want to get more into um, this kind of the supplement side. I don't know, just like how, how you go about treating all of this, but just give me a little brief history of how you came to find this. And, um, and I'm presuming because with most people they've, they've suffered and then they've come out the other side and then have become a, a massive, great, you know, enthusiast and proponent practitioner. So without tell me your journey. Uh, yeah. Love, love the question. I feel like typically the work that we do, it's, the struggle that we went through to get there. <laughs> so when, just to give a little history, when I was 26, I was dealing with some symptoms, uh, those being digestive discomfort, bloating all the time. There was insomnia. My hair was falling out more than, you know, typical, usual. Uh, strange body odor that I really never had. So just these symptoms were coming up and I was uh, training as a, really like power lifter and bodybuilder. And, and so I was going back and forth between those trainings and I did a few competitions and I, it was like six days a week. So those symptoms and I couldn't recover from training. It'd be four days after, and I would still be sore mm -hmm. and something was wrong. So I went to my family physician and I didn't receive the support that I was hoping for or the direction or it was lack of direction. I, he didn't know really what I was complaining about because I clearly remember the phrase being said to me, well, you look fine. <laughs> so I went to my gynecologist and again, felt the lack of support or really being heard for what I was sharing. Mm. I had then a mutual friend going through some of this testing and me and sometimes my science brain gets intrigued. Oh, oh my gosh, like I would love to hear if you'd like to share. I'd love to hear what you're what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it ended up that I was going through the testing myself because I felt cool to do it just to find some answers. Yeah. And those tests are the same ones that I help clients with now. So the certification that the practitioner had is what I have now because I was just blown away by the information that was being shared. Um, I was thinking more people need to know about this stuff. Yeah. So that is how I got into functional diagnostic nutrition. And, you know, since then, I feel like health and just feeling that vitality is an ever unfolding onion there's always going to be blocks that we need to transmute. So as I've been able to heal the symptoms, certainly other ones have arose, some unconscious trauma has become conscious. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, let's look at that now. And let's look at other, other things that we can improve on. I think one of the beautiful things that I love to work with people that are curious and driven is that next level for them is how can they continue to discover more about themselves and just feel that bliss of life you know it's not necessarily like we're seeking issues but we're like i'm observing that thought and i'd like to change that so that is a little bit about um, how I got into FDN, as we term it. So the supplements, as we know, they supplement gaps in what we need some support with. So depending on 
the results of the test will very largely depend on the supplemental protocol. And like I said before, we as practitioners don't treat or diagnose, so we don't use antibiotics. We don't, it's really natural herbal care. So I'll, I'll go back to the example of sticking with the H. pylori. If we do find that in the system, one of the, um, just to go through the protocol of how to eradicate that, we would be taking a, a biofilm type of disruptor because this bacteria can kind of like hide in little, we'll call them bubbles of things that they're protected, you know, they're secure. So this supplement helps to break that up. There's also an addition called uh, Matula tea that's actually from Africa because that is kind of where this bacteria originated. So we would be supplementing with that for 30 days, but really lovely tea. I've gone through it myself. And so that being part of it, and then we're looking to support the detox process because as we know, there's tons of ways we can detox. The liver is one of the largest organs that helps us detox as well as the skin. So how can we have a supplement? Because we're disrupting things in the, in the gut, you know, and so we need to have support to be able to, as best we can, detox that in a nice fashion, because depending on the individual, you can certainly potentially have a Herkimer type of reaction. So that is in a roundabout way how we could look at that bacteria. Okay. Um, some of the things as far as foundational supplements, I would honestly look at a whole food type of vitamin C is a beautiful powder you can get that has just all kinds of berries and citrusy fruits. Um, another one I would look at is magnesium, specifically glycinate or malate being very supportive to the system because magnesium is one that we vitally need and that even if you're eating all the, the fruits, vegetables, proteins, Hot whatever. Magnesium, isn't it? Yeah. And yes, it's one of the ones that everyone always says is super important as a, as a supplement magnesium. And I don't know what, where, what is, where does it work? If you wanted to eat your fill of magnesium naturally, what would you have to eat? And you, how much of it would you have to eat? Oh my goodness. To be honest, I, I don't even know because yeah. say if your stress level is through the roof, there's what's called magnesium burn rate. So we burn through even more when we're stressed and who isn't stressed today? No. So it's it's challenging to say exactly yeah. how well, you know, yeah. if you would eat it from whole food sources, you know, how it could find some balance there. Yeah, no, I have a, I don't know why I want to say this and I may be completely wrong and people will be screaming at the podcast right now going, no, Rosanne, you're wrong. But I feel like magnesium um, is in oily fishes. So like your salmon and mackerel and those kind of things. I may be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, there's there's only so much oily fish that you can eat in one day with, you know, and need to get. You know, a fantastic um statistic is that 42% of our enzymatic functions in our body are magnesium dependent. Wow. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So in terms of like, if someone was taking to take one extra supplement, you would, would you recommend it to be magnesium? Yeah. Specifically a quality brand. I mm -hmm. use pure encapsulations or even jigsaw health. 
And I would say either glycinate or malate would be two very good and safe forms. Mm. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So, and when you're um, presenting, you know, with, with somebody who comes to you and go, I've got this issue that I don't know how to move on from. Um, and the doctors are telling me that I'm kind of okay and they don't really know what to do with me and stop being a fusspot. Like, um, do you have, I mean, obviously we've, we've, the supplements are a big thing that do support us. And, um, you know, I, I take supplements, um, for menopause and when I don't take them, I go absolutely bash it. I'm, you know, I'm horrible. <laughs> so, you know, and they've got lovely things like sage and soy and all sorts of, you know, weird one, you know, not just your standard vitamin A, B, whatever's in it. Um, but if we're wanting to support ourselves through nutrition, what's your, what is your, um, I don't know, <laughs> I'm trying to wonder, I'm just sort of thinking as I'm speaking, like people come to you and it seems to me like the, when you go to a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, because the word nutrition's in there, I'm obviously thinking that the majority of the things are gut-based um, that people would come to you with, that they are, but is, is that true? Is people, is it mostly gut-based? I mean, I have, say I had I don't know, sciatica or, or some, um, you know, some sort of muscular or skeletal kind of issue, would that be something that you would be able to deal with? Or do you, is it mostly just like this or more nutritional type things that, and gut things that you would be able to deal with? I think there are practitioners that certainly have a particular niche, we'll call it, that say Lyme disease, they're really versed in because they have it um, type two diabetes, like those sort of things, mm -hmm. like those, if they've been, ever been diagnosed, um, you know, I think typically that's usually how they help others with that sort of thing. But any FDN practitioner goes through what's called the DRESS protocol. And this acronym is the diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. That is standard across the board of how we support clients with. But the unique part about the individual, the client, is that, say, if we're doing a food sensitivity test, and more often than not, a lot of the foods that they're currently eating, even if they feel like they're healthy, are reactive. Their immune system is reacting to it. So, for example, broccoli we all think broccoli is healthy and it is. However, you as an individual are sensitive to it currently because you're basically the proteins, like the proteins in broccoli are reacting to your immune system. 
they're getting out into your blood, into the general circulation in your immune system. It's like, what is that? <laughs> Let's fight that off. And so if that consistently happens and you're just not aware because yeah. you can't really correlate, oh, well, this is broccoli. Like, this is totally fine for me. Exactly. Um, that is the value of that food sensitivity test. But and to add it into your nutrition. So that's that's huge. That's validating to say I'm eating all healthy foods. I'm not even eating gluten, soy, dairy, and I'm still having reactions. What's going on? Yeah. By looking at this super simple test and implementing it, it's like, oh, okay. Thank you for the validation. Yeah. I'm going to implement this now and see how it goes. So that is in very large part how it helps with the nutrition point. However, I will say that we recommend um, our proteins come from a really high, high quality animal source. You know, if you can get them local, grass-fed, grass-finished, you know, the higher the quality, the better, fully organic, as minimally processed as possible to just really like harp on getting the whole foods in is going to be so helpful. So I would say if I'm looking at a plate, I'm seeing a protein source, I'm seeing a carbohydrate, a vegetable and a healthy fat. Mm. And maybe the ratio of the carb to fat fluctuates you know, because we don't want high or, and both. Um, but also, what is it that you enjoy too? You know, so it, it's kind of like this dynamic of having the conversation with the client of what do they like? What can we add in? What's the test showing? You know, because one of the things that I, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, um, I, I've always um, uh, thought that, you know, well, diets, oh my God, like million, billion pound dollar industry that diets are. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of diets at the moment, specifically I'm thinking about the keto diet, which is where you have to cut out, is it cut out all carbs? It's like really protein high. Pretty much. Protein and fat high, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's protein and fat high, exactly. And, and, you know, I've come across a few people who go, oh, it's fantastic. You know, it really works for me. I really like it. And, you know, I've lost some weight and I'm feeling great. And I'm like, but how can that be good for you to cut out whole food group? I just don't, that just doesn't compute for me. I mean, I've always been everything in moderation, you know, a nice balance of everything, a little bit of what you fancy does you good. You know, that's always yeah. been my philosophy. <laughs> you know life is for living food is for enjoying and so why deny yourself you know a whole food group that feels extreme so I mean how do you approach that how do you what do you think about that yeah I think you know as I've gone through my own experiences of gone of going to extreme to the one ex the other extreme I have found very similar to you of let's talk about some balance I don't believe really in cutting out whole food groups because we do need those carbs. Mm. I will give you a personal example. I did keto for a while. Oh, really? I felt great for a while. I lost some weight and that weight is really a reduction in inflammation um, in large part in the beginning because I know if you're not eating carbs, you're going to lose that water weight as well as the inflammation. And that's what kind of gets people you know, pulled in because they're like, I'm losing so much weight. Well, 
it might not actually be fat if you're trying to lose fat. It's it's your water retention because water and carbs go together. And when you don't have the carb, the water gets excreted. Right. So um, yeah, after a while, I didn't really feel well. And if somebody is just, for example, struggling with some thyroid issues, um, we totally need some carbs. We need glucose. And we also need it to detoxify our liver. Yeah. You know, our liver is getting the pesticides. It's getting the air pollution, though, potentially, um, let's just say prescriptions and the water that we're unconscious of, like those type of, of things. It's It all needs to be detoxed. Yeah. And after some time and as, as we age, it's just, it really puts some damage on the liver. So if we're cutting out carbs or whole food groups like of course that's going to be an added stress yeah yeah exactly so listen, you've just you've just touched on another thing that I'm really keen to talk to you about which is about um something that I think you're a bit of a specialist in which is the minerals in our environment and you know what we're taking on board and one of the things that I've been um interested in for a while is the amount of hormones that there are in water. And I don't think I've ever read this anywhere. I'm just like, hang on a minute. Like for the last 50 years, people have been on the pill. You know, there's hormones everywhere. There's animals like, like surely the water that we're drinking is full of So talk to me about this because it's something that I've been thinking about and interested in for ages. So please. Yes, love the, the question. So if we're say if we're taking a prescription, like a, a hormone prescription, let's say there's going to be things that are excreted or if we're just taking a medication in general, there's mm-hmm. things that's going to be excreted, whether that's through our urine urine or through our fecal matter. And where does that go? It goes down the toilet. It goes to the water and sewer treatment facilities. Mm-hmm. Well, according to water standards, they're not cutting out specific benzodiazepines from the water you know they they have their own um water quality standards up to the you know the epa let's say and it, it just gets let out into the stream and certainly the next town over that might be their water supply mm. and yeah maybe we have a softener in our home that helps to soften any hard water or um, but it, there's still going to be residue of things in there. It's just, you can't, you can't do it all. You know, there's going to be things that come in. It's it's all going to be, you know, like, so from the sewer plant, you know, they push the water, the cleanish, whatever water out into the river or into the sea or just into the environment. And then it's going to evaporate under the sky. It's going to be a cloud. It's going to rain over there. And then it's going to be in the water system and then it's going to be taken back out. You know, And whether it's processed or not, it's all going round and round. And all of this elemental stuff is still going to be there, surely. Yeah, sure. And in the streams, there's fish, you know, in the ocean, there's things that we eat. And then, you know, on the land, certainly if our animals are getting injected with hormones and and then if we're eating the animals, um, you know, we're also taking in any sort of stress they've had in their life you know um because as when animals are in fight or flight 
they release hormones just like we do as humans. And so if they're in a stress state and we're eating them to help us be nourished, like certainly again, there's that, um, that feedback loop, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just all about, I believe just being mindful of that, because I think a lot of times when we have some issues going on, whether the symptoms are coming up, I know for me personally, and even for clients, we can be really frustrated. And I think when we take in everything that we just mentioned, it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Because you like, know, it I can't eat anything. What am I supposed to do now? Yes. Yeah. I, and it's just, yeah, like that 1% better every day or those those small baby steps and just enjoying the process, you know, it's kind of like we can't, we can't control it all. We can't fix, fix it all and just doing the best that we can. So it's really just about being mindful, like buying organic as best, as best you can, you know, and the fact is that organic does cost more and not everybody's able to, to <laughs> spend you know, that sort of money on everything that they buy. So if just with that in mind, what in your view are the food groups or um, the things that carry them are the most important to, to get the organic, the good quality stuff? Is it, would it be for you, would it be the meat or would it be, I don't know, I mean, where, where do we think that the most of, the biggest impact on us comes from which kind of foods do you think or which areas of life great question that's challenging to answer i would i would probably say the animal foods being the highest quality because you know those are really supportive in making um everything function our heartbeat our our organs function so i would say proteins absolutely being of the most quality that you can get and then you know subsequent to that buying the the organic vegetables and the company i believe it's called environmental working group ewg every year they publish it's called the dirty dozen i think Um. and Yes. And so they, they research which vegetables, fruits or vegetables and or vegetables, I forget, but um, so that's a great list to kind of help your guidance of just bringing that to the grocery store. And uh, they do have validity and they have testing on their site of why they chose that dirty dozen, those 12 things that you should not be consuming non-organically. Okay, yeah, that's a really good resource. I'll see if I can find that and put that in the link in the show notes. EWG. Um, okay, dirty dozen. Yeah, we all need to be aware of that. And and like you were saying, you know, it's, I think it is really important not to be too hard on yourself and not to freak yourself out because I think we can get overly stressed. I mean, as if we need anything else to be stressed about in our lives. You know, <laughs> looking up. Yes. Um, you know, I would to not put that yeah. pressure. I would say the largest thing people are having challenges with is the stress because it really takes us from that homeostasis standpoint. And when we're stressed, we lose minerals. When we lose minerals, we can develop symptoms and symptoms can certainly turn into diagnostic, you know, diseases, whatever, autoimmune conditions. Mm. And so if we can 
take a step back and kind of reverse engineer it, if we can regulate our nervous system, whether that's through the through the chakras, through um, you know, just meditating mm. and finding that solitude, that's gonna be huge for healing because no supplement, no amount of exercise or you know, that's not gonna help you heal or get rid of the symptoms until you address where the stress is coming from yeah and this is you know this you just touched on the on the meditation which is obviously you know this is a meditation podcast on the whole but I I noticed that you know there was one thing when I was reading up about you and you'd like to talk about how meditation supports bodily function I was like oh that's like music to my ears. I want to hear her talk about that. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, and this is the way I suppose in which you're, um, you're suggesting that it does that so that meditation supports bodily function because of the stress situation, because of the reduction in stress. Absolutely. You know, if I believe we've heard of the terms sympathetic and parasympathetic, those are the two different states of our nervous system. When we're in the constant stress, you know, if we're in traffic in the car, if we don't have good relationships with our friends or family or what have you, if we're eating very processed junk food, all of that is stress and it's putting us into that sympathetic fight or flight state. And over time, like we're not meant to be in there. We're meant to use that when we need to run away from a burglar, from a tiger, whatever. Mm -hmm. But because our environment today is very stimulating. This light in my face is blue light hitting my skin. It's stimulating. And so I'm saying that because how can we work on reversing that and putting our system into more of a parasympathetic, which is more of our rest and digest. When we're in this state, we're able to breathe more deeply into our belly. We're able to have a calm conversation with our partner we're able to just function better to go to the bathroom in a great way <laughs> you know just calmly yeah. and when we're able to regulate the whole world changes the, it's not like the world is impacting us so much because inside we are regulated mm -hmm. it's like I, I know that our environment can be a very um can induce a lot of stress and so how do we change that we change that by changing our internal environment yeah and one of the great ways is through the chakras it's is through that meditation and that mindfulness yeah yeah that having that just dropping that awareness into your life and and experiencing the benefit of meditation and i gather you you lead meditations as well don't you yeah <laughs> just this year it came up I was like you know I think I should do this <laughs> so cool that's brilliant yeah I mean when once you get the bug for it it's very hard to live without it is it is um it becomes a necessity in life and it's you wonder how anybody does without it because it does bring such um peace and clarity and um yeah and and keeps you it keeps your body centered keeps that calm sense yeah. of clarity that we that we want to to live with um mm -hmm. and yeah no that's it's uh very 
interesting I mean I feel like I've got so many different questions I've wrote down a big note on my book says epigenetics question mark (laughs) (laughs) epigenetics um which is which is when our our genetics can actually be changed by the environment and this is I guess what your the the basis of which of what your your work is really isn't it yeah absolutely you know when we're talking about that dress protocol with all of those five pillars of how we're that is the lifestyle that is like your epigenetics changing your genetics and again large large piece is that mindfulness Mm -hmm. if you're able to feel a different way your body is shifting inside it's changing your gene expression inside and that's that's huge. And I feel like for me personally, the more that I meditate, the more that I feel like I want to meditate. <laughs> and I remember Dr. Joe Dispenza saying, it is like medicine. That is, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. It really is. Because when you can actually shift your genetics, when you can change how your um how your genes respond in within your and how they switch on and off that is it is it's huge and it's so important to um you know if you can to do that even if it you know and who I don't believe anybody says they haven't got 15 minutes a day I know that everyone can go to bed absolutely yes and if if your family has a predisposition cancer or if there's diabetes in your family I want to just validate the person and say like sure that is scary but you don't have to live that same lifestyle or you don't have to expect that that's going to happen to you that is where in large part you can take your power back and really focus on those epigenetics the lifestyle factors because that doesn't have to be your reality either Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, well, listen, it's been so interesting talking to you. And I'm I'm really happy to know about this whole um, new thing that functional diagnostic nutrition is, because I feel like it's a really, it feels like it, it, it makes sense. It feels like it's an obvious thing. I mean, I suppose the one thing, the one part of the thing that we haven't, of the, the dress protocol, if you like, we haven't talked about, I think, is the exercise. That's obvious. Do yoga you do weight training, whatever rings your bells, get, <laughs> do that. Yep. Yep. So just talk, talk me through the, the, the DRE, talk me through those, just mention those one more time, the dress protocol. Diet. Diet. Diet, rest. Rest, sleep. Exercise, stress reduction, supplementation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a very simple, very simple um thing that I think, uh, many people could go okay well actually I could I could take on some of that on my own and if then you know if they're not feeling you know if they don't feel like they're going through some crisis where they need support you know all of those things can be can be addressed on their own um but I'm uh, interested so if people want to get in touch with you I, I'll put your um your contact details in the show notes um are there any other um contact things that you'd like to have in your in the show notes for uh people to get in touch um by email would be lovely 
It's discover at FallonMorningStar.com or they could find me on Instagram at FallonHunterMorningStar. Those would probably be the two great ways to, yeah. to connect with me off of that. Okay. Well, I'll put those in the show notes so that people can, can find you. And um, thank you for a really interesting conversation. It's been very educational and enlightening. And I feel like you know, I know that everything that you're doing comes from this very lovely place of treating the body as a as a whole and treating the energy that within the body as a whole, along with all of these parts that make up this this physical life that we have. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing everything. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity of being here and just all of your questions and your energy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast today. I really hope that you um, have been given some food for thought by Fallon um, and my conversation. I think it was really interesting to delve deeper and get a little bit more awareness about our nutrition. It's such, obviously, such an important part of of our overall health. Um, and so if you want to get in touch with Fallon, if, if she's struck a chord, if you're interested in going forward with some actual functional diagnostic nutrition, um, then the best way to reach her is through her email. Um, and that is discover at fallonmorningstar.com and her Instagram, which is at fallonhuntermorningstar.com. Um, she's got all her contacts there. So that's probably the easiest sort of one-stop place. And the link for that is in the show notes. I've also put the link for the environmental working group, the EWG that we talked about, which is a fascinating website and tells you all about the environmental impact on the food that we are buying and how to buy food that has not been um pump full of hormones or chemicals and so on which is super valuable of course and of course you can get hold of me in the normal way at chakra-way.com and I will be along with another podcast another conversation and more meditations for you very soon and there's lots more to discover free resources on my website so look forward to hearing from you lots of love bye now Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.